Bula Bula! This episode contains a naughty word or two. You have been warned. You have been enticed. Alright you, I've been doing all the heavy lifting around here since this podcast began, and now it's time you did something. One of my stories is missing. This episode was supposed to feature a tale called Barry Takes a Step. That's the next story in line if you're following along at my blog, The 1000. But looking at it again, it doesn't quite fit in with the general off-kilterness of the rest of the show. It's a serious story about perfectly plausible events. How the hell did something like that pop out of my head? I've decided to skip it for now, but if you want to hear it, let me know. Leave a comment on the site. If I get enough people screaming for something other than my blood, I may actually do something about it. Barry's fate rests in your sweaty hands. Don't get used to this, you know, all these shows in one week. These first five shows are your special introductory offer. Then you'll be hooked. That's how they get you. Expect two episodes a week going forth. That schedule is specially designed to make you want me more. I feel a story coming on now, so please remove all of your clothing and we'll enjoy Secondary Stars together. Secondary Stars by Matthew Sanborn Smith Despite the jeers of his colleagues at the Experimental Astrophysics Lab, Porter Mobile was certain that if he could only crash a red sun into a blue sun, he could make a purple sun. The arguments against such an undertaking were summed up by Dr. Guy Thoad thusly. Crazy asshole! Nevertheless, Porter was certain of the soundness of his theory, not because of any findings or theoretical work in astrophysics, but because of his second-grade art class. He stole a time-space warper after bribing the university guard with a cheeseburger, the extra pickles sealed the deal, and created a gravitational trough between two suns that sent red hurtling into blue like a bowling alley gutter ball. What he got wasn't purple, what he got was the deaths of 20 billion sentient beings and all of the cultures and ecosystems that they had called their own. The authorities found him without much trouble. They simply looked for the lone guy at the end of a series of gravitational anomalies. They charged Porter Mobile with the destruction of two star systems, but he pled for a deal. Your Honor, you can't tell me that at least some of those billions of beings didn't have it coming to them, he reasoned. The judge saw his point, but even so, that only knocked a few million years off the sentence. By the time Porter got out, his own son would be dead, and yes, he would see it come to pass, life extension being what it was at the time. There were deep breathing exercises and mineral water and such like you wouldn't believe. At least, Your Honor, allow me to atone for my sins while serving for the benefit of galactic civilization, Porter begged. That's already been taken care of, Judge Yori said. You're scheduled for seven billion years of removing sticky stuff from surfaces across the Empire and its outlying protectorates. Your Honor, I can do better than that. Allow me to do my work. I can create new suns to bring life where there was none before. The latest stellar inventory shows that we're short at least two. The judge mulled it over for a minute before relenting. All right. Make us lots of suns, but if you complain about putting your hands in anything sticky in the meantime, I will have your ass back in this courtroom in a heartbeat. The other prisoners always complained after that about the light and the heat emanating from Porter's end of the prison, not to mention the severe radiation burns they were getting. And why did he get such a big cell? But hey, it was prison, you know, not some luxury resort. As for Porter, the work made him sweat like a mother. He probably could have sat out a lot of his sentence, no one would have hassled him about it, but he figured with a few billion years of practice, he'd have his purple sun. He'd show them all. This is the point in the show, folks, where you must ask yourself, how much more could I possibly be entertained? What's with all those Asimovian names, anyway? You can read this and other wonderful stories at my uber blog, the1000.blogspot.com, 
or sit tightly right here at BewareTheHairyMango.com. If I have brought you some little pleasure, please consider showering me with money by touching me on the donate button over to the right. Gingerly place your comments under the post for this episode, or bother me at home by emailing me at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Spread the word and ring the church bells. I'm stuck sitting here. I need you to be my mango army. Go forth and pelt your fellow citizens with entreaties and bring them to me. And don't forget, Barry's still waiting for you. This podcast boils violently with a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 3.0 United States license. Until next time, this is Matthew Sanborn-Smith saying, take all the wooden nickels you can get your hands on. They're worth more than the metal ones now. Good night. At least, Your Honor, let me... At least, Your Honor, allow me to atone for my sins while serving... At least, Your Honor, allow me to atone for my sins while serving the benefit of the galactic... Fuck me.